Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Talk Podcast by fans for fans. I'm Ryan. There's my guy, Jalen. What's up, everybody? This podcast is where we discuss all things basketball, so expect a lot of hot takes, debates, and a true display of basketball knowledge. Let's get right into it. Our topic today is a preview for Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. So, Jalen, what were some of the things that stood out to you in Game 4? Okay, so the, the keys to, to victory in Game 4 are simple um, in terms of how the Lakers pulled off the 102-96 to uh, victory. AD and LeBron James combined for 50 points. KCP and Danny Green go for double figures and combine for 25. And then on top of that, you keep the man Jimmy Butler in check. Yes, he dang near flirted with a triple-double again, 22-9 and 10. But that 40-point outburst he had definitely simmered down, and it helped a lot in that department. Um, although Tyler Hero might have picked this game up, Duncan Robinson pretty much kind of reflected what he did in game three. The biggest things are that the Lakers controlled the game pretty much from start to finish, unlike how things went beforehand. Now, I think the biggest struggle for the Lakers moving forward is still just those turnovers. But when the Lakers dominate in the read, dominate or at least lead in the rebound department and the points in the paint department, which were two things we didn't see in game three, they're a hard team to beat. They shot better from three than the Heat. They shot better from the field from the, from, than the Heat. They shot better from the free throw line than the Heat. More rebounds, more assists. I mean, the only bad stat they had more things in than the Heat was turnovers, and they only had four more than them, 15 to the Heat's 11. So pretty much the Lakers dominated in every statistical category and ended up finally getting a sighting of Danny Green and KCP offensively in this series, and that's pretty much what got it done for the Lakers in game four. So I think the biggest thing for the Miami Heat was their personal foul ratio. Um, Miami had 21 personal fouls compared to Los Angeles's 14 personal fouls. Obviously, that's the big thing. You don't want to get guys like Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler in foul trouble early because that can spell trouble for you late in the game. You did mention with KCP and Danny Green how both of them showed up. KCP had 15 points, five assists, and three rebounds. Danny Green had 10 points and two rebounds. We were waiting for something like this to happen from these two guys. Now, the real question is, who's going to be the third star going into tonight? Because I have a feeling that it can be anyone at this point, considering this series, KCP, Danny Green, Markeith Morris, Rajon Rondo, Alex Caruso, and Kyle Kuzma have put up some solid performances in this series. The other thing that I wanted to point out is that every time Anthony Davis wasn't on the floor, the Lakers kind of struggled in a way. In the six minutes that AD was not on the floor, the Lakers were down 22-11 to 11 to the Heat, which is an interesting stat considering that it almost seems like the Lakers kind of need AD on the floor in order to keep the lead. So I think that's the big thing going into, going into tonight considering that they really need AD on the floor. I mean, I think that's like an excellent point to make. I mean, let's put it in perspective. AD had to play 42 minutes in this game. He played more minutes than LeBron James in this game. And I think it's interesting to take a look at the depth chart when you look at it. 
JaVale McGee has not gotten any burn pretty much in these playoffs for the, for the most part. And now Dwight Howard goes from being a starter earlier on in this series to being relegated to eight minutes in the game with no points and two rebounds in game four. So I think the biggest thing with that is you couldn't be more right without AD on the floor, they struggle. And if to kind of back your point up even more, what was our discussion about game three in terms of the way the circumstances went in favor of the heat? AD has 15 points in the game, struggles from in terms of uh, struggles with fouls in terms of being able to stay on the court and went into the fourth quarter flirting with his fifth and sixth foul pretty much the entire night, which messed with his ability to be aggressive. And like I said in that episode, I felt like seeped through the rest of the team in terms of his lack of aggression kind of overshadowed everybody else in a way that made them feel as though they needed to settle for jumpers in this game. Yes, I still think near nearly 43-point attempts from a team like the Lakers is just insane when you don't shoot the three well at all. I mean, 35.9% on the night. It was better than the Heat, but, I mean, that's just not their forte. So I still find it interesting how much they decide to shoot the three. But like I said before, like and, and you made it even more apparent than I did, it's clear that the Lakers need AD on the court extremely bad in a series like this where the guard play I think between the two team the two teams is even if not in the favor of the Miami Heat it kind of just comes down to LeBron James and Anthony Davis and when we're talking about down low against a Kenny uh uh uh, an Olenek, a Kelly Olenek who had mi- limited minutes compared to his the last two games and a Bam Adebayo coming off of injury Anthony Davis's ability to exploit those two on the defensive end, along with his ability to, of course, rim protect. They had four blocks in the game overall. That's the type of stuff that AD can impact the game with on a nightly basis. And it just kind of sucks that the Heat can't combat that at all, really. And it's interesting you brought up the three-point statistic because – the Lakers took almost 43 pointers. And what did I say in the last time we talked about this series? They need decent three point shooters on the floor if they're going to take 43s. I can understand having uh, Danny Green on the floor, KCP on the floor in those situations, LeBron even taking a couple threes as well. But that's where you need to include a guy like J.R. Smith. If you want a decent three point shooter, J.R. is a decent three point shooter. That's where you need to include him on the floor and hopefully they can do that tonight in game five. And speaking of tonight in game five, we're going to talk about some of the keys to victory for both teams. So Jalen, what are some of your keys to victory for both the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami Heat? So I think it's two points for each team because it's game five It's potentially a closeout. There's no home crowd advantage or anything of that nature. So it's not anything spiritual, really, that can be leaned on by either one of these teams. I think in the course of the Lakers, the first point is do what brought you to the dance. I understand where you stand on bringing in J.R. Smith, but they've pretty much swept through these playoffs. And J.R. Smith has had very limited play throughout this entire time. I think the biggest thing is playing through their bigs, playing through primarily guys like AD LeBron, but also getting guys like Morris and Kuzma involved is huge. Both of them remember in our, in the last episode, we discussed how they both had 19 apiece. This, this past game, they only had nine apiece. 
completely different outcome, but they got help from KCP and Danny Green to kind of outbalance that. That's the kind of thing that they're going to need on a, on, to pretty much close this out is they're going to need the next two guys, the next guy or the next two guys on um, coming on for them offensively to be able to give them double figures and be relatively productive in the time frames that we're, that they're playing with. I mean, we're talking about KCP 32 minutes, Danny Green, 21 minutes, Mark, uh, Markeith Morris, 30, uh, 30 minutes, Kyle Kuzma, 19 minutes. If you're playing 20 plus minutes in the playoff game, you, you got to be able to give some type of double-digit effort unless you're af- affecting things on the defensive end of, this, uh, of the spectrum. And we all know that really outside of maybe KCP and Danny Green, to a lesser degree, honestly, all four of those guys collectively are not that, you know, that impactful defensively. So I would say the first thing is just bring, like do what brought, uh, what brought you to the dance. AD and LeBron James have gotten you this far. It's game five. Close the dang thing out that way. The second thing for the Lakers really is just like, don't go into this game sleepwalking because you have them on the ropes. You did the same thing. You did something similar to that in game three. It took them lightly, and Jimmy Butler had a historical performance. With his back against the wall, I'm pretty sure he's going to be sniffing for his third, for his second triple-double after dang near having one in game four and having a 40-point triple-double in game three. So – Going in there, sleepwalking, thinking that you're going to cruise through an NBA Finals game of this caliber is dangerous for the Lakers. So do what brought them there and pretty much nail it down that way. For the Heat, it's real simple. You have to play like your hair is on fire because that is the only thing that will get you through this. You struggle with injuries at the most inopportune time. You have guys like Kendrick Nunn who are not really giving you the type of playing uh, effort and honestly the kind of production that he was awarded uh, a rookie of the year case four and was a first time first team all rookie four um and you have a lot of guys who are gonna have to play kind of outside of their body so i think the big thing with them is they need to play with sense of urgency and everybody needs to cherish the minutes that they have on the court as if they are their last because they could be simple so i think for the lakers they need to get ad involved early I feel like once AD is shooting the ball well and when he's on the floor, the team thrives. As I mentioned earlier, when he's not on the floor, as evident by game four, the Heat take advantage of that. The Heat made a run in the six minutes that AD didn't play. I believe it was 22 to 11 in favor of the Heat. And I think that's the big thing. The Heat can thrive if AD is not on the floor. I think also for the Lakers, good defense is key because they've been doing great in the series off the fast break. So if the defense can create turnovers, you can get an easy bucket off of that. And I think really the main question is, who is going to be that third star tonight? They don't have a definitive third star, in my opinion, because the guy who I believe was a third star, Avery Bradley, opted out. So we've seen Rajon Rondo, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Markeith Morris, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, Danny Green have some solid games in this series. But who is going to be the third star? And my other main thing, do they win tonight? Are they able to close it out? For Miami, I need the supporting cast to step up. I've been praising, for the most part, I have been praising the supporting cast of the Miami Heat. But by not having Goran Dragic, that means you need somebody to step up. In my opinion, I think Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn have to get going early. 
I think they have to knock down some shots. I would also have to say the same thing for Duncan Robinson and Jay Crowder. The big advantage, I think, for the Heat is now that they have Bam Adebayo back, he's going to definitely give you some help tonight. He put up 15 and 7 in game four. What type of performance is he going to put up tonight? But ultimately, I think Jimmy Butler is going to have to show us tonight if he's the leader that we think he is, is he going to be clutch when the time comes? The Heat aren't out of it yet, but I think Jimmy Butler has to have a big game tonight. I mean, just feeding off of all your points, because, I mean, they're excellent ones, if we're going to be real. Especially, let's, let's start with the supporting cast aspect of it, because we all know that Jimmy needs to be big time in a game like this one. But let's talk about the supporting cast specifically. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero have had really good statistical numbers in terms of points per game in this series alone, um, let alone the entire playoffs um, so far this season. So we understand what type of level they can reach productivity wise. But here's my thing for them. My biggest thing for them in this game specifically is if there was any night for them to go crazy from three, the way we understand they can, this would be the night to do it. Because honestly, we've seen them struggle from beyond the arc almost the entire series. And I don't know if they both played out of their body in the Celtic series or if the Celtic series just catered more to them. And that's why they were able to um, perform at the level they did specifically Tyler hero. But in this series where you dominate the guard to guard matchup against the Lakers, where I can't see a single guard on the Lakers roster that can hang with the backcourt that Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn occupy. I don't see anybody in the Lakers a backcourt that can combat that. And the fact that this is even a debate is kind of you know, laughable, honestly. So if there was any night for them to get hot from three, it would have to be this one because you need to make them fear you again the way that a lot of teams moving up until this point prior to the series beginning, teams like Boston, teams like Milwaukee and Indiana who had to fear the guard play of the Miami Heat, that's what they need to feel in this series. They need to not only feel that you're not just going to be, you're not going to lay down lightly, but they also need to understand that the young guys are not going to be engulfed by the moment of being in the finals. Now, in terms of Jimmy Butler, the point is set, proven, put pretty much in stone. Jimmy Butler has to pretty much be on a similar level that he was in game three. Now asking him to have a 40 point triple double for another time in this, in this series is kind of a tough ask. And I'm not even going to put that much on him, but we need whatever a tick better than what game three was, which essentially was 22, nine and 10. We need a tick better than that in order to really see in order for the, for the, this heat team to really be able to have a fighting chance. I mean, they lost by six, with Jimmy Butler dang near having a triple double. I mean, that's one of those things where to a point there's a there's a point where you wonder if they're outmatched, but I feel as though if Jimmy Butler gives you just a bit more, especially down the stretch, I think that game flips over on his heels and the heat maybe sneak it out. So, I think that'll be what the difference in game 5 is if they want to stay alive, honestly. I just want to make one last point before we go to our question of the day for our fans. A 3-1 comeback is not impossible LeBron was able to overcome a 3-1 deficit in 2016 against the Golden State Warriors I believe that he have a chance to do that tonight to begin that tonight but like I said earlier 
Jimmy Butler is going to have to put the team on his back. And if Jimmy Butler is the player that we think he is, he should do that. I think game five tonight, I would have to go with a Miami Heat. What do you think? I think for me, I love Miami, and I picked them to win in seven. So my stubborn side is going to tell me that I'm going to lean for them in game five to keep this thing rolling. But, Ryan, I got to be honest, though, bro. We might be seeing the, seeing the confetti later on tonight. I got to be honest. We'll see tonight. Should be a good game. So transitioning now to our question of the day for our fans, who do you have winning game five tonight, the Los Angeles Lakers or the Miami Heat? This has been a great episode today on the Hoop Talk podcast. Of course, make sure when you subscribe to us on Apple, you rate our podcast five stars. And of course, subscribe to us wherever you get our podcasts. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace.